0: Hello, and welcome to the Payoff Podcast, the IDS IU Women's Basketball Podcast. I am joined today by IDS reporter Amanda Foster. Amanda, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Luke. How are you?
0: Not too bad. Not too shabby at all. All right, and we're just going to go ahead and dive right on into questions. So all right. this season, I mean, already a few games in. Uh, what's your view of the season so far? Just two to three main takeaways for you.
1: All right, so I mean, one of my main takeaways, I think... They are definitely living up to expectations from last year. They went to the Elite Eight. People had a lot of hope for them coming in, and they've definitely been able to bring the fans what they want to see. Going into that, the team is really confident and energetic in how they play. They're confident as a team, and they're confident in themselves. And they keep on pushing through. Even if they hit setbacks, they're like, we got it. We can keep going. We know what we're supposed to do. And they're supported by Coach Terry Warren in doing that um, a lot, which is really good to see. You can tell from the bench that she's always cheering on her players and helping them and telling them what to do. Um, going into that, they also play like a team. They've said multiple times that they're willing to sacrifice some of their own good shots for chances for great shots, and then that brings that brings in together the whole confidence and en- energy of the team itself.
0: All right, awesome. And just to start things off, this is a successful, good team. That being said, no team is perfect, and this one is no exception. Issues this season have a cl- included a lack of contribution from this bench particularly on the offensive side of the ball and turnovers. What's your view on each and Are there any other issues you've noticed with this team?
1: Yeah, so starting off, like you said, with contribution from the bench, um, in the last two games, so Miami and then Stanford before them, they had a total of five points off the bench. And all of those points came from Chloe Moore McNeil. No one else did a lot of contributing. Obviously, their starters are good, but you have to have depth in the bench, and you can't rely on one or two people that aren't gonna put up more than a couple shots. To really have a solid team so that is definitely an issue that i think everybody has seen um like you said also with turnovers they're averaging 14.8 this season they la- they averaged about 11 last season um so it's not like a huge difference but it's definitely a big one that we've seen um they've had they had 24 against miami and they did manage to win that one but just barely and so you can kind of wonder if they didn't have that many turnovers what they would look like um, and how that has affected their play because it definitely has Grace Berger has 21 already and she's one she's a player that can usually get the job done but if she's having turnovers that's showing something that she needs to work on and something that the team needs to work on overall. Um, Also I noticed rebounding especially against Stanford. Um, IU has been pretty solid with rebounds but Stanford was a big one with Cameron Brink having double digits and so that while it did show, obviously Stanford's a good team, um, and IU can handle their rebounds, but it shows the potential for later on in the season, if there are other players or other teams that are really good at rebounding, how Indiana has to adjust and be able to work off of that when they run into those problems.
0: Yeah, regarding the bench, I mean, Terry Morton is a coach that will play her starters, but there have been stretches this season and in, in the past where they have just, um, they've fallen behind or they've let an inferior team kind of come up on the upswing and tie the game and you really would ask more from your bench to prevent that from happening but of course i mean the starters i mean they're among the best in the country so they can power through but there will come a day when that just does not work Where that just is not good enough
1: exactly you know if you have one of your starters not having a great day great day or great game or if they get hurt you have to have people that you can go to all right
0: and Moving on, uh, one thing that's really evident with this team is just energy. There aren't really any checked out moments or a lack of effort evident in this team. Have you noticed this?
1: Um, Yeah, like you said, there are definitely times where teams have come back um, from a pretty substantial Indiana lead, but it doesn't seem like that's because they stopped trying. It's just the other team found something that worked for them. Um, Especially, I feel like what I saw in games against Stanford and Miami, They were able to hold on and keep their energy throughout, even with Miami coming back, like you said, late in, I believe it was the fourth quarter, um, they were still able to push through. And against a highly ranked team like Stanford, if they put all of their energy into it, Um, it doesn't seem like they ever really just stop.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, just looking at this team, even the bench um, will show some energy because especially on the defensive side of the ball. like. Kanda Brown has really shown up on the defensive side of the ball. So while they've been struggling offensively, this team and its bench do have the energy to keep keep things going on the defensive end, keep teams from scoring. We saw that against Norfolk State. We saw that against Kentucky. Exactly, exactly. Right, and moving on, um, what is Indiana's offensive identity really?
1: So I would say their offensive identity really comes down to their starters because their starters are basically their whole offense. You know, they're all averaging double-digit points. Um, And especially Mackenzie Holmes is really kind of put herself as the face of it seems like the whole Indiana team right now, not even just the offense um, with what she's able to do. And like I said before, they they've said this multiple times in press conferences that they sacrifice good shots for great shots. And so going into that, their offense is like it's a team. They all want to work together. They're they're not as focused on playing as individuals, even though that's kind of what it's recognized, like you're recognized as one player getting a double double or something like that but they play as a team and they all can work together. When they work together, it works
0: well. Hey, when in doubt, find Mackenzie Holmes down on me.
1: Exactly. (laughs) That's
0: been a good deal of their offense. Um,
1: Pretty much, which is good and bad in its own right.
0: All right, and defensively, what do you see from this team? What really, when you think Indiana women's basketball defense, what comes to mind?
1: So the first thing for me is Nicole Cardano-Hillary. Because of the way she plays defense, because she kind of, she stays out there and she threatens the other team. As they're approaching she's not under the net as like a post or anything but she's out there i will say though i feel like i have and this might just be a personal opinion have yet to see like the truly gritty defense that we might have seen at the end of the year last year and that they talked about in the offseason and at the big 10 media days that there are moments where players like nicole and others are really tough against the the offense but then there are also moments where they kind of just seem to give in and so i think they still have to kind of find their rhythm with the defense in every play down the court.
0: I mean, watching Cardano Hillary play offense, sometimes I get angry just because, like, that just yeah. looks so frustrating because she's not... She is really the smallest player on this team, but she just gets after it on defense. She is yeah. in your face. Her, she's on the move. Like, it's just tenacious.
1: She, she's a pest. I think I think Terry Moore might have said something along those lines, Um, and I that's, I think that's true. I think it's... She, she has been doing a good job, and I think she has room to do more
0: absolutely and uh, all right moving on this team defeated nc state a number one seed in last year's tournament what are your things to watch for in this matchup
1: i think so both of these teams looking at their stats have had some personal foul trouble and i think with the energy and the hype that's going into this game obviously because of the matchup last season both teams have things to prove and so i think it is going to be a tough game uh, for both teams physically and mentally just trying to combat each other, because I think it's going to be close. Um, All five of Indiana's starters are coming back. The starters from last year are here, Um, and Allie Patberg, who kind of struggled in the beginning of the season, has seemed to kind of hit her strides offensively, and she led the team in the game last year. And so I would watch out for her because she's a senior level player. She knows what to look for, especially against this NC State team. Um, NC State has a lot wider distribution in their scoring than Indiana. We talked about the starters really getting all the points for Indiana. NC State. Everyone who has stepped foot on the court in games has scored at least one point. That's not something to forget about because if, like, whenever, whoever they bring off the bench has the potential to even get just like one foul and make a free throw from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at Indiana's roster, just about any one of the starters gets score, and of course you have to put a massive, massive emphasis on home, but then yeah. you look at yeah. NC State's team. I mean, any one of those people that score from anywhere on the court.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, I think um, it will be a challenge for Indiana's defense to cover everyone that they need to in the times that they should because they don't have a couple people like Mackenzie Holmes or Allie Patberg that they can try to like double team to try to prevent from shooting. All
0: right, early in the season, we have talked about the present, we have talked about what's going on now. Now let's keep put our eyes in the future. Who do you think in the Big Ten could threaten Indiana? Because obviously, top ten team, but there are teams out there that could give Indiana just trouble.
1: Yeah. So here's, here's the thing for me that I feel like early in the season, it's hard to really predict who's going to do what, especially in basketball, because things can change so quickly, especially like the AP poll and the rankings. However, Maryland came in, they were ahead of Indiana in the rankings going into the season, if I'm not mistaken. And right now they're number eight in the AP poll. And there's something that I just feel like they're going to keep coming back. And I think they're going to stay in the top teams in the Big Ten and in the top 25. And I think at some point that could pose a problem.
0: Yeah, Maryland just couldn't pose a problem. Then you look at Iowa. I mean, yep. uh, Iowa is in, If I'm mistaken, that's Indiana's last home game. That game could turn into a shootout just with Caitlin Clark and just about every offensive starter for Indiana. That's a game to watch. Exactly.
1: Any any final game, especially in Big Ten conference play, I think is going to come down to it in in women's basketball in particular.
0: All righty, that's your payoff podcast for this week. Thank you so much for listening along. I'm Elsie Norton, and this is Amanda Foster signing off.